morning, whatever. Wherever you are, I'm so glad you're here. And so today's message is going to center around worry. And I found it fascinating because we as a church just had to make the hard decision to just bring everything back online after we've been having a ton of fun seeing masked faces and worshiping together in person. And so I am so thankful that we still get to be with you in your homes. Yes, and so we are not going to worry. And as I'm preparing this message, the one thing that God just kept speaking into my heart is, Cindy, would you remind my sons and daughters that I'm in control? That I'm in control, and please don't look to news and media and things of this world that have been created and look to the creator to sustain us during this time. And so we are in Things I Wish Jesus Didn't Say sermon series, and we're unpacking Jesus' hard things that he said in the Sermon on the Mount, one of his longest messages ever, and I'm getting an echo. So if you're getting an echo in the home, then that's cool. Um, but we're looking at a time when Jesus is calling us forward into kingdom living, this fresh vision of what it means to live for him through the chaos and through the worry. And so if you could, would you join me in the scene of reading God's word? And here's why. As I'm unpacking Matthew 6, these are all in red letters, meaning Jesus himself spoke these words. And I'm talking to God about this, and I'm like, how am I going to translate what you've already said? These are your words. And so I'm trusting the text this morning, the Holy Spirit, to teach you. And so I'm literally going to read, and I'm going to pray and trust the Holy Spirit to tailor it just where you are. And so if you could, we're going to pick up in Matthew 6, 19 and 20, and then we're going to skip on over to verse 24 through verse 34. So grab your Bibles, or we'll have it for you on the screen as well. This is a section about worry, like I already said, but it's about money and possessions. And so here's what verse 19 leads with. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? And I love this. Look at Jesus' logic here, taking us from lesser to greater. He goes on to say, verse 27, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't 
work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, he says, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. You see, this was spoken to people like you and me. And so these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So that's a lot to take in, right? But be encouraged. Don't just listen to these words as just words. Like, if you need to walk away from your TV screen, your monitor, your phone, and just put it down and just reread that for yourself, look at it as a love letter from Jesus to you right where you are. And so how's everyone doing with that right now? How are you truly doing with worry? Are you trusting God? Are you picking up faith over fear? As you're going through your fees on Insta or Facebook, are you truly putting it down and saying, no, this is causing anxiety in me. I need to turn this off or better yet, I have a friend who just took Facebook off her phone because she needed that boundary. She needed that line to say, no, no, I am not going to press into fear. I'm going to choose faith. And so she knew her limits, right? And so I want to ask you, how are you doing right now with worry? And so I feel this text is so timely for us right now, and it's perfectly timed for me. Thursday morning, I got up. My mind was racing. And so without even skipping a beat, bedhead and all, I raced downstairs. I put on my shoes. I grabbed my purse, and I headed out the door. Brian was in the garage working out, and he looks at me, and he said, are you okay? And I said, yes. And he said, well, you look, you look depressed. And to be clear, he said it in a very caring, compassionate kind of a way. But I jump in my car after I said, no, I'm good. I'll be back. And what I realized is in my moment of just trying to chase after God, I was willing to do whatever it took. You see, my countenance changed. When you worry, your countenance changes. And you better hope and pray you have someone in your life, like my husband in my life, to say, hey, are you okay? And all that I knew is I didn't have time to do my hair. I did not care about anything outside of hanging with Jesus. And so I needed him. I just needed a touch. I needed to just cling to his garment. And so I hopped in my mom van, and I just went for a ride around this county. And I cranked up the music. And at times, God's like, that music's great because it softens my heart. Was it made away? Oh, my goodness. That is my jam. Made away. That's one of the reasons why Pastor Jarvis was up here because he was still in Made Away because that song is anointed. And when Pastor Joel sings that, you bet anytime I'm up here, you're going to hear that in the song list because there's something about that song. When we believe that God has made a way, even through this time of COVID, God is making a way, even through the pain and anxiety and fear and the frustration and the fights and the tweets and the drama online, God has made a way. And maybe some of us just need to take the apps off our phones 
and push replay on this sermon set and just that worship set and just have that song just go through your body. And here's the thing. Your kids are watching. Our kids are watching. So maybe that song needs to be on replay in the homes, in your cars. Instead of listening to the news, whatever you feed the input determines the output, right? And so I love that song so much. I love it. And part of my, you know, going out in the county to discern, I was just searching for God to answer because I'm going through some stuff. And if we're honest, we go through stuff every single day. That's not the question at hand. The question at hand is when we go through stuff, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to look to what's created or are we going to look to the creator, right? And so I just need to get away, bedhead and all. I did not care. I needed Jesus more than I needed to look fine, right? I just needed to be out with him. And so pressing into the one who knows me in my situations intimately, you see bedhead, I didn't care, right? It was just to be with the Father. And so here I am in my van crying out to God for wisdom, And then he's like, Cindy, turn off the radio and just be still. I don't know about you. Thank you. Ooh, that's so much better. Ooh. I don't know about you, but being still for me can be hard until God invades my space. And then I want, there's no place I would rather be. That's another song. Another song. Look it up. So I just need a solo time with God to cast my cares. And it will look differently for every single one of us. So What does it look like for you, and are you doing something about it? And so, yeah, so just take a moment, and what are you thinking of? And so here's what we're going to do. This whole sermon is about worry, right? And so I would love you all to be engaged in this message with me. And so right now, right where you are in the comfort of your homes, or maybe you're at work, if you're driving, please don't search for a piece of paper. But I'm inviting you to grab a post-it note, a piece of paper, a napkin, whatever you have in your homes, wherever you are. And I would love for you to get a pen or a pencil or crayon. Like, it doesn't matter. Kids, if you're listening, you can do this too. But we're going to be hanging out for another 20 minutes. And in this time of hanging out, I would love for you to write down any care, worry, concern, anything that comes to mind, just write it down. So, for example, let's say we're talking and you hear the dryer buzzer go off. You write down, got to get the clothes out of the dryer or dryer, right? Let's say you're thinking about, oh, man, I didn't pay that bill. Write down bill. Oh, man, I forgot to respond to the text. Write down text. So any care, I don't want you to walk away from the monitor unless God is telling you to. And again, if you're driving, just keep driving. But I want you to write down every single care, big and small, on this piece of paper. And we're going to get to that later. And so Jesus tells us, he commands us not to worry. It's not just a good idea. He's saying, do not worry. And so how can you tell if you're a worrier? How can you tell if you're a worrier? Do you base life's decisions on fear or faith. That is the number one way I feel that I can tell if I'm living out of a place of strength or a place of fear. And so I would love for all of us to just band together right where we are to learn what it means. Like how do we keep worry in check? And there's three things that came to mind, three steps that move us from a a warrior to a worshiper. 
So number one, we just need to stop and survey. And so we need to take a moment to be mindful of what your mind is full of. We need to be mindful. God tells us to filter our thoughts. We just cannot have them boss us around. You know, we need to keep them in check. We need to tell them, hey, you're not going to tell me how to live my life. You're not going to tell me what relationships are cut off or not. You're not going to tell me, you know, we just need to be in a posture of going low all the time, going low with the Father, saying, Lord, not my will be done, but yours. And how do I do this? And how do, how do I love here? And how do, I, how do I forgive here? And so it's moving really from a heart of faith over fear. And so one day around the table in the Bennett household, we love to go around the table and talk about things. So we talk about, hey, where's, where's mom rocking it? What does mom need to work on? And so I was up and... Um, my kids, all of them said this. I'm like, I better pay attention. But they said, Mom, you know, I'd really love for you to work on your response, your reaction. I'm like, what do you mean? And they said, well, Mom, when we tell you something, like if I call you on the phone and you're like, hey, Mom, you're like, oh, I pick up the phone. I'm like, what? And they're like, we're just telling you that, like, a box came from Amazon, you know? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then the, the next child shares and the next child. I'm saying the next child because if we say their names, I owe them a blizzard. So I'm going to say the next child, right? And they went around the table just sharing things. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're right. <laughs> you know, I do that all the time. And then Brian's doing the head nod. You know, I'm like, don't be doing the head nod. But he's doing the head nod because it was true, you know. And sometimes truth is hard, you know. But one of the first things for me, and I think if we're honest, it's true for all of us. If we're defensive, there's, there's got to be some seed of truth in that right? And so I've been working on my response, right, and how I react. And so, so, we, so we need to stop and survey is, is the first step to move us from a place of, of worry to a place of worship. And so, so yeah, so I want to ask you, does it feel like Groundhog Day? Did you, you know, it's so cool. We have our team here, and I'm so thankful you are, you are all here. But like when we walk in this morning to come before an audience and want to serve God, or even in our homes, or as we're driving, going to work, seeing friends and family, did we just get in the car and just go through life? Or are we like praising God that he gave us another chance to live today? Like he holds our life in the very palm of his hand. He gives us life for a reason. He's not just a chance God. He is a God of purpose and vision. And we need to just be like thankful for that, right? And so don't just go through Groundhog Day stuff. And I'm preaching to myself as well. And so are you just going through the motions right now? like, oh, I'm just going to go get my coffee, go da-da-da, and I'm used to just how I feel sluggish and like a sloth, and I'm just going to go through it and yada-yada-yada. You know, like, what's, the, what's your vision for your family, for yourself? What are some things that you need to do to keep doing? You know, what is standing in the way? And so when was the last time you felt fired up? What is the last time you felt fired up? Did someone say a word of you know, that just really discourage your spirit. And then you believe that and you're like following that lie everywhere you've gone, maybe since age 14 years old. So what is that one thing? And maybe you're like, Cindy, I've worried all my life. It's all that I know. My mom worried, you know, I'm like a master worrier, right? And so just own it and talk to the Father. But here's the thing, don't carry it alone. Confess it. That's why I do my war room time around this county. So if you see me and I ignore you, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just with the Father behind the curtain. We're hanging out. We're talking, right? 
And so don't stay where you're at. Stop and survey your life. Like, are you joyful? And if you don't know, like, take a picture of yourself. Like, you know, I tell myself, notify my faith that I know the, notify my face if I know the Lord. Because, man, I want to smile more. And you guys, God is so intimate with us. There was a time when I would pray, Lord, help me to smile. (laughs) Like, seriously, Lord, help me to smile more. Because I'm feeling it more than I'm showing the world. Like, I'm more excited about you than what I'm showing the world. Will you help me? God, who knows the every hair on our head, cares about these things. Maybe you want to be a, a fun mom, a fun dad. You don't want to be so tired. Ask God. Say, Jesus, you walk with those who have young. You say it in Isaiah that you will walk, you will gently lead those with young. So, Lord, will you help me? Because I wake up and I don't want to be around my kids. Like, I'm just tired and I just want to do my thing. Tell the Lord that. You know, me, for years, I've been wanting to make healthier meals for my family. So God and I are talking about it right now. You know, it's the little things. We don't need to do this thing alone. And so just talk to the Lord. You cannot carry this burden. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this. Anxiety in a man's heart wears him down, but a good word makes him glad. Yes, and so who is ready? Who is overdue for a good word today? Right? Who is ready Who is ready? And it can start with this. Yesterday, I had to go for another ride, okay? I'm like, Brian, I'm back. He's like, what time are you back? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you when when the sun sets. I just need Jesus right now. So I ended up in Martin's parking lot by a tree. Kid you not. And I don't know how much I'm going to share with you all because it's personal. But I was reading in scripture, and there's a part where it's talking like, talk to the fig tree, like talk to the tree. And I literally, you guys, I'm so close to a tree that there's a branch. I rolled down my window. There's a branch coming through my window. I'm like, Lord, are you really, like, wanting me to, like, right now (laughs) talk, (laughs) like, you know, confess and talk to this tree, right? I'm not going to tell you what I did. But I will say I was obedient to what the Father put on my heart. And it felt really silly because here's the thing. Following Jesus does not make sense to the world. This is not our home right? And if you feel like I can't do this, then maybe you have too much world in you. And this is not to like shame you, it's to encourage you. Jesus died on the cross and rose again so that we could have a life that is tenacious, that is amazing. That, you know, it's going to be hard, but he is with us. It's not about us, right? And so I did my little thing with the tree. I won't tell you all that I said, but man, did I feel powerful in Christ after that moment with the father. And so one of our kids, I'll just say her name, Elle, she is our words girl. So another time at the table, everything in the Bennett household, most of it happens around the table. We go around and we share affirmation for each, each person. Now, most of the time when we hear affirmation, it's like, oh, you know, isn't it hard to be told you're a great parent? Or, man, you preach a good message or, hey, I love how you are with your spouse. I love watching you. Or, or, hey, you are such a hard worker. Thank you so much for all you do. Or, hey, man, girl, you look good. And then we tell them that I got my shirt on clearance. Right? What is that? And I think it's because it's so hard to just receive these compliments. Right? So not L. Not our L, Bell. No. We're at the table and we go around and we're affirming, you know. And then, well, you know what she does? Like the rest of us are like, oh, thanks, you know, thanks. Al is, is like this. Like, we're telling her, and she's like, come on, bring it on. Bring it. She loves it. Her face lights up. She leans in. 
her posture changes and she's like, she's waiting. She's not wanting this moment to be over. And so some of us are due for a good word today and we need to confess it over our lives. And so that's what that moment with me in the tree was yesterday. And so the second thing we need to do is surrender. And so one fist closed is not surrender. It's not. And sorry I just shouted, but I just am so passionate about this. Partial obedience is not obedience. And so what are you not trusting the Lord with? You can't be fear faith or faith feared. You have to be faithful and trust God with the fears, right? We're not that smart. We're not that strong enough. And so trying to figure it all out, seeing the blueprint of a God is calling you before you take your first step is not surrender. It's not. The ram in the thicket wasn't provided until obedience happened. The Red Sea wasn't part until the first step, right? And so I love it. In Matthew 4, it talks about two brothers called, and here's the thing. While they were working, they just cast their net when Jesus called them and said, follow me. And their response is immediately they followed. So what's God calling you? What's he asking of you right now? And then further down in this chapter, I love it. Two brothers, again, James and John, were with their father this time. They were working too, but they were, prepare, they were repairing their nets. And Jesus comes up to them and says, come follow me. And guess what? Immediately they followed. And this time they had to leave their dad behind. But they followed. That is a life of faith. And so the call of the first disciples displays a self-denying obedience. And surrender is a complete trust in God. The third thing seek. Matthew 6, This is the end of our text today. But Jesus gives an alternative to worry, and it's seek first the kingdom of God. And so single-minded commitment to God in everything. It's not, yeah, we've probably heard, yeah, God first, my family second, ministry on, friends, you know, all that. I get it, but here's the thing. You don't leave God at home in your corner nook in your home for your quiet time. Like, God in everything. So even in your marriage, God, where do you see Jesus working? In your relationships, with yourself, with your children, in your community, with your household, with your friendships. Are you bringing him in everything? Does he have full reign in everything? Maybe it's your mouth. Like, do you have a filter? Like, do you know when to speak and when to listen? There's a reason, and I love this, that God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? It's so true. So seek. And so apart from God, we can do nothing. If you're looking for a Bible study on that, look up John 15, 5. It's in there. So it's the reality that he is in everything. And so um, this is kind of funny. So after my little powwow with the tree last night, um, something changed. Because you know how when you're in it and you're worrying, you just want to go to bed? Before bed, you eat, like, a donut, and then you go to bed. I had a moment with the Lord where I was obedient, and then I had this urge to exercise. I'm like, what is happening? And the sun hadn't set yet, but it was close, right? And then I had 2% on my phone, okay? Meaning I'd be walking without my phone in a place I had never walked before. So I did it for 40 minutes. And it was great. And my husband checked in, and my phone died. 
And I didn't have to rush home to be with the kids and tuck them in. Like, God had it. I'm like, I'm not going to worry. Like, I took, Brian, I took a picture, you know, of the path I was walking on. And Brian's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, I'm walking. And then my phone died. I'm like, yes, he's got the information. I'm free. I'm still free. And so I walked for 40 minutes, y'all. And here's the thing. God remembered. I told around the table when we had another family session with our family. We do, the, we do these a lot. I told my family, look. We need to get healthier. Mama has a heart to cook healthy. It hasn't happened yet, but it's in my heart. There's still hope. But I'm going to show you all how serious I am. I'm going to start August 1 exercising again because pre-COVID, I was at the Y at 5 a.m. I helped open up the club, okay? COVID happened? Long story. But I said to my family, August 1, Mom is going to show you all, not by words, but in action, and I'm going to start working out. So guess what yesterday was? August 1, right? And that's how intimate the Father is with me, with you. That's how personable he wants to be. I'm like, God, you are so good. He's like, didn't he tell your family? I'm like, I did. But they have shown me so much grace for all these years. He's like, no, I, I didn't say that. I could have said that, but I didn't. So he's like, let's, let's go walking. So we did. And it was awesome. So why am I sharing all this with you? To encourage you to say you can't do it alone. Do not worry. Stop the worry and seek the kingdom. And then in Philippians 4, 6, this is a great verse to memorize, but it talks about don't worry about anything, which is what we're talking about, but it adds something very key. It says with everything, with prayer and thanksgiving. Sometimes I think we are discontent in life and kind of bored and kind of think the grass is greener when we lose our heart of content. And we just start going through the, the motion. So I really feel the, the key to joy in all of this and to be faithful to the call is contentment um, and joy. And how you get there is by just a heart of thanksgiving, a heart of prayer, where you stop the worry, you pray, and you give thanksgiving back to God. And so how is this speaking to you all right now? How is this speaking to you? And so worry wears us down. Concern calls us to action, right? And so I saw this quote at, his, at a friend's house over the weekend. Um, you might want to write this down. But here's what it says. Pursue his purpose. Pitch everything else. Any questions? Like drop the mic, right? Pursue his purpose. Pitch everything else. And then the verse that went with this said this in Hebrews 12, 1, let us strip off every weight that slows us down and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And so at the start of this message, I asked you all to grab a post-it note, napkin, whatever, crayon, pen, write down the worries, cares that came to mind. And so I would love for you right now, right where you are, drop in the comments, count those bad boys up, count them up, and let us know how many you have. Maybe you're your post-it note is empty. And then I would say you need to re-listen to this message again and do the exercise again. Because there's a reason God says do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, you know, today is enough trouble of its own. So every single day we need to be intentional with stop the worry. Stop the worry. And so put the number in the comments, whether you're listening, tuning in, you know, on Facebook, on our online platform. Just drop your number. Don't tell us what it is. Like, oh, these are my worries. Just drop a number. And then we have online hosts right now that we're going to pray over your name specifically right now. And so as they see you drop a number, whether it's 5 or 7 or 70 or 12 or 5 or 8 or 3 or 1, 
Someone might have 1.5 because they think it's kind of a worry, but they're trusting God with it. Um, just share those with us. We would love to pray over them. And then there's going to be some of you not ready. You're going to be like, oh, no. Like, I'm not, like, not going to tell you my stuff. Like, I'm not going to write down. And that's okay. It totally is okay. And so um, once you do that, I would love for you to now take that piece of paper, crumble it up, crumple it up, and I want you to chuck it across your living room. If you're at work, you can chuck it, but don't hit a coworker. If you're driving, just listen. Confess it out loud to Jesus. Tell him what your cares are, but please don't look for a piece of paper or a napkin in your glove box. But if you're home, have your kids join you. Make this be like an exercise you do around the table at lunchtime or at dinner. And just write, write these down, crumple it up, and then chuck it, and here's why. If you look up the Greek word of toss, it literally talks about you take something and you chuck it as long and far with all of your might as you can. So a care would not look like, I write it down on here, and I just kind of like do that. I just kind of flick it. God is telling us to chuck it like a football, as far as you can chuck it. And so after you do that, um, you should feel a little better. But Jesus tells us to cast our cares. And so this is showing that enough is enough, that you are done with the worry, that you are ready. You are going to work at not worrying every single day. And if you're driving, you know, speak your cares out loud. Like I just said, um, you need a friend to carry these with you. You cannot do it alone. And so let's declare today that you're trusting in God and that he's going to help you with your cares. And, you know, say, Lord, help me to strip off every weight that slows me down so that I can run with endurance the race you have set before me. And as I close, I want to share with you a key verse that has forever changed my life. I've surrendered to God um, like 20 years ago in February of this year. Kid you not, 20 years. And I remember when I was new to this whole thing of surrender, you see, I served God most of my life, but it was with a closed fist. One, cl- one fist was closed. And it was for years that I I realized, oh my goodness. And so it wasn't until the year 2000 that I was able to relinquish this fist. And so um, here's the verse. And so I looked at this verse and in in the best and broken way I knew how, I lived this out. And here's the verse. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That was my devotional every day. That verse, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to seek you. And you promise that I will find you when I seek you with all of my heart. So this is the key to a peaceful life when you're seeking the creator and not created things. And so we need to turn our worries into prayers, people. Um, We need to confess our need for help. We need to receive help from others. Um, The altar right where you are is open in your own homes. And so however this message spoke to you, I would encourage you to talk to the Father. Just cry out to him. Write down those cares and pray. And um, we're going to pray together now too. And so Jesus, I thank you for this word. I hope right now, Lord, that it's making sense. As people are listening in from their living rooms, Lord, there is so much 
happening around us. So much worry trying to grip us. And Lord, when you look up the word grip, it actually talks about in really caring. It, it talks about how, how worries can just strangle us can have a choke hold on us, Lord. And Lord, I come against that in Jesus' name. Every person listening in, I come against that in Jesus' name, Lord. We want to be worshipers. We don't want to be worriers, Lord. And if worry is all we know, today is a new day. And I'm just confessing by faith that you are going to help us, Lord. I thank you that you are with us as we raise young. I thank you that you are with us when we're lonely. I thank you that you are with us during these COVID times, Jesus. We are going to step forward together, Lord. I truly believe we will conquer mountains together because you are a mountain mover. I truly believe, Lord, you are who you say you are. And Lord God, right now I pray for everyone listening in, for the whole team that's here right now in person, that you would help us to pick up courage and faith and lay down the fear, not just once, but again and again and again. And help us, Lord, to run to the Father. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.